Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning back into my podcast, Beats, Rhymes, and Life. This is your girl, Amanda Wright. And for this week, we are going to be talking about the Jungle Brothers. What they really showed me was the different aspect of hip-hop and how hip-hop isn't only as meets the eye, I guess you can say. Hip-hop wasn't just about, you know, rapping. Honestly, hip-hop really did originate from DJs and turntablism. And it just skyrocketed from there because people realized, like, hey, I can mix that beat with this beat and, hey, I can throw a dope line with that as well on that beat. It was really cool in the beginning stages of hip-hop, what people were experimenting with and where people were really taking it to the next level. But with the Jungle Brothers, most influential group in hip-hop, in my opinion, on the fact that they were the first group to use a house music producer. And like I said, this was around the time when turntablism had just started to beckon and house music and electronic music was the beginning of turntablism. That is what most DJs had started with. They started with those more, kind of like that planet rock type of vibe with um, Africa Bambata, what he made back in the day. So the Jungle Brothers went with that and they decided to not only incorporate the new rap and lyricism type feel to the music, but they incorporated that old school house music producing as well. They were a pretty um, big group back in the day, but I would say probably one of the most underrated groups from back in the day, around the 80s. But Jungle Brothers consisted of three dudes, Michael Small, aka Mike G, Sammy Burwell, aka DJ Sammy B, and Nathaniel Hall, aka Africa Baby Bam. And as you can tell, Nathaniel Hall named himself after Africa Bambata, but he was Baby Bam. But these dudes resided in Harlem, Brooklyn, New York, born and raised along the East Coast. And their sound just seemed to really embrace just a range of styles such as house, James Brown fixations, and a bunch of different jazz samples. So they really did bring a new element to hip hop. So when the Jungle Brothers first took a whack at it, it's all started at the dance label Idler in the mid 80s. And the result of those sessions came the album Straight Out of the Jungle, which was their first in 1988 of July. And that was their self-made first album. And with the somewhat success of that, you know, they did kind of, it did shine a light on the Jungle Brothers. Like I said, it was their self-made album, so they weren't signed onto a label just yet. But they were then signed to Warner Brothers in 1989, and they released their second album, Done by the Forces of Nature, later that year. And with that album, after they were signed from Warner Brothers, you know, it, it didn't really hit the charts as much as they anticipated it to. And so they went along with their follow-up album, JB's with the Remedy and it didn't really hit the charts as well either. It was just very unfortunate because, like I said, they were a very underrated group of guys, always getting swept under the carpet and just not being given as much attention as other artists would. But I would say that their most influential songs on my half were I'll House You, classic for Jungle Brothers, probably one of the most played on their behalf, and I would totally recommend for you to listen to that because that will really show you the type of different feel that they were bringing to the table rather than the other um, hip-hop artists that were going around that throughout the 80s. But another song that I really did appreciate by them was Brain, and that was off of their Raw Deluxe album in 1997. So that song was probably the first song that I ever heard by Jungle Brothers. And once I heard that song, it just stuck with me because of the message that it was saying. And at that point, the Jungle Brothers really opened up a new window of hip-hop for me because they opened up the idea of how hip-hop and poetry are so intertwined. And they opened up the idea of lyricists as well as MCs and producers a little bit more for me. So I did learn a few things from the Jungle Brothers and I believe that you might learn a few things from them too. So for all you techno-loving, house-loving, trans-loving people out there, 
I would say check out the Jungle Brothers because if you have ever looked at hip-hop in any type of biased way, then that will change once you listen to the Jungle Brothers because, like I said, they brought house music producing into hip-hop and it just shows you how much those two genres of music really do intertwine. So thank you so much for tuning into this week's podcast with the Jungle Brothers. And to close it out next week, we are going to be finally talking about the last group of Native Tongue, which is De La Soul. I love those guys so much, dude. I'm sure that you guys have heard of them before. You know, me, myself, and I. But I'll save that for later next week. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in to Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Once again, this is your girl Amanda Wright. I'll see y'all later.